Joe Biden's FBI, they're all out there insisting, you must accept Vatican II! You must! Why? Is the FBI hanging out in Salt Lake City, Utah, demanding fidelity to the Book of Mormon? Are, are, are the FBI guys investigating Tom Cruise and John Travolta, making sure they've actually read Dianetics? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, L. Ron Hubbard? Is that going on? No? So what is going on? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Michael Matt, and this is The Remnant Underground. So, the FBI is investigating traditional Catholics as possible domestic terrorists. You're following this one, right? That's fantastic. Very scary. The FBI is after us. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about that tonight. This is nothing new, friends. This goes back a long time. This, this specific story goes back years, and I'm going to talk about that. But first, I just wanted to thank everyone... Um, who really kind of jumped in last week and helped us out with uh, with YouTube. YouTube slapped the, what did they call it, the age restriction, saying that basically we had adult content or whatever, and they messed with it for a while. They said people weren't going to be able to watch it. So it was kind of a mess the way we rolled that, that show out. But I got to tell you, I'm so grateful because you guys did the rest. I told you what was going on. YouTube was in our face again. And sure enough, the view count for last week, because you all went over to remnant-tv.com, obviously. So the view count for last week's show is five times higher at remnant-tv.com than it is over at YouTube. That's huge. That's, that's big progress. Well over 100,000 views. Thank you so much. And as I always say, resistance is not futile. Spread the word now. Every single program that we put out on Remnant TV is posted first over at remnanttv.com, also at remnantnewspaper.com. You want to go right there. Uh, if that, that's where it goes first. It's ads-free, um, and it's, it's unedited for, for big tech. So that's the way that works. Thank you again for, for all your support in that. Speaking of demons, I'm just not going to say a whole lot about this week's uh, Grammys show. First of all, because it's absurd. I don't care about the Grammys. I haven't for many, many years. You don't care about the Grammys. Nobody cares about the Grammys. Pagan's gonna pagan, as they say. Demon's gonna demon. So, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they did it. They did it once before. We did a show on this back in 2015. Remember? Highway to hell. They're doing the whole ACDC thing, and little Katy Perry's out there before she started losing the face muscles uh, because of the jab. But anyway, they've already done the jammies and the horns. Kind of old. They. Completely unimaginative people. I don't think it deserves much comment from us, apart from a key difference this year, this year's Grammy, Grammys, and that is the, the sponsor. <laughs> this is not a shock. We, we've known what, what Pfizer's uh, been about for a long time. But it is relevant to all of us, friends, because of the direct connection between Pfizer and Pope Francis. As I said last time, it is our job, if no one else is going to do it, we'll do it, to permanently tie Pope Francis to Pfizer until he apologizes for what happened, for what he did. Remember, he had Albert Bourla, the Pfizer frontman, the Pfizer main dude, chief cook and bottle washer, he had Bourla speak at Vatican conferences along with Anthony Fauci and Chelsea Clinton and the guy from Aerosmith for that matter. 
he, Fr- Francis met with Bourla. I'm not kidding. Don't you remember? The guy from Aerosmith was there, the guitarist or whatever, brought in as an expert. It's like they're making fun of the Vatican now, just, like, just watching the whole thing burn, you know? But anyway, he, Francis has met with Pfizer, with uh, Bourla uh, privately now, several times reported last week. And more, most importantly, he has been promoting Pfizer's rather problematic product, product for a long time. And now, this. <laughs> now, to this, to this FBI thing. Because I think it's, the, the connection is, is rich. You've got Pope Francis partnering with Pfizer while he's trying to crush the Latin Mass. The main reason he's crushing the Latin Mass is because traditional Catholics do not accept Vatican II enough. And now you got the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Joe Biden's FBI, doing the same thing. Catholics are somehow being targeted by the FBI. What is happening? Uh, A whistleblower inside the bureau sent me this document, and I'm going to read you some of it, and I'm going to be writing about it this week. The title of this document, Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditional Catholic Ideology, almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. But there are a backswing in the Catholic Church right now of people that want a little bit more traditional values, looking at the secular life that we see and how many people have gone into the excesses, like the Grammys, where the, you have actual people dressed up like Satan. The, the idea that you would have a quote-unquote radical traditional Catholic is pretty absurd, but, but I understand what they're actually talking about. So this particular document is an intelligence product. So it's written by an intelligence analyst who is looking out into the Richmond AOR, the area of operations that the FBI maintains uh, visibility on, and saying that these people are in danger of being recruited by white supremacists. <laughs> I know some of you are freaking out about this. I absolutely, I'm going to explain towards the end of our program, I'm not upset about this at all. This just raised the profile of what we're all about. Traditional Catholic movement raised it in a way that we could never have done on our own. So God bless this man, Kyle Serafin. He's old school FBI. The FBI used to be so cool. I knew a bunch of those guys. They were so cool, like this guy is, and what he gets bounced out of the FBI because he's too solid, I guess, because he doesn't want to chase parents around Loudoun County for being terrorists for questioning critical race or whatever it is. I don't know why you get bounced, but... There you are, and now he's doing a good job listening to or watching what's going on. He's got whistleblowers in the FBI, and another sign of hope that, that good guys are doing something. So thank God for this guy, Kyle. But, Kyle, if you're watching, let me fill in a few blanks here, because maybe a little bit younger than I am, maybe you don't realize there's something here you've overlooked. This FBI memo now is based on, and I'm not being hyperbolic, it is based on a very old fake news story. And I think that's why a day or two after Kyle Serafin blew the whistle on the on this memo, the FBI panicked and pulled that memo back, retracted it, apologized for it, said they were going to investigate it. It's not going to be in the system anymore. It's because, well, you'll notice if you want some proof of this, it's an old bit of fake news. And you'll notice that the lists of radical traditional Catholics, the organizations that they, that they, that's, that's included with this with this FBI story, the memo, some of those groups are not even in existence anymore. Why? Because the FBI memo is based on a fundraiser stunt conducted by one Heidi Byrick of the Southern Poverty Law Center back in 2007. 
again, just one day after the memo was leaked, the story of the memo was leaked, the FBI recalled the memo, claiming that it, quote, does not meet the exacting standards of the FBI. Well, duh. <laughs> and that's because the memo is based on a 16-year-old and completely outdated intelligence report from the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, right? It's totally bogus, this thing is, which is why the FBI, again, told the Daily Signal that they have, quote, taken action to remove the document from the FBI systems and conduct a review of the basis for the document, end quote. Let me help you out, FBI guys. Let me help you out with, uh, with that, that review of what happened here. Because here's what happened. I know because I was there. 16 years ago, the Southern Poverty Law Center came out with a so-called intelligence report against radical traditional Catholics. Okay? It was a fundraiser. I know it was a fundraiser because right after it came out, it targeted us. I, t I jumped on a plane and, and I went down to, to, uh, to Norfolk, Virginia, to see one Heidi Byrick of the Southern Poverty Law Center. I think it was Heidi Byrick and something called Rhonda Brownstein who had done this report. Heidi's given a talk at a synagogue in Norfolk, Virginia. And so she lays out the entire case that's in this memo. She laid it out 16 years ago for the first time against traditional, radical traditional Catholics in, in this, this synagogue full of terrified elderly Jewish ladies, literally sitting up there just scaring the living daylights out of these ladies. You know, they're coming. The traditional Catholics are coming for you all. They're evil. They're anti-Semitic and all this stuff. You see, it was, it was unless you give us five bucks. If, unless you give us some money. Her, her job, right, evidently, was to scare these poor ladies into donating to the SPLC based on the rise of radical traditionalism. That was 16 years ago, friends. But nothing ever happened in mainstream traditional Catholicism at all, or anywhere else in traditional Catholicism, that involved any sort of call for violence. Why? Because ours is not <laughs> our war, our kingdom, if you will, to quote our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is not of this world. And these people are so faithless they can't believe that we're actually motivated by the things of the soul. That what we are talking about is, 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 is after death, is the salvation of the soul, avoiding hell, gaining heaven. That's what this war is all about. They can't even fathom that anyone could be motivated by faith like we are. So they try to come up with all this, oh, they're haters, oh man, they're racists, oh, they're, gonna, they're gonna kill people. Because <laughs> that's what they do, they foment rage. The Southern Poverty Law Center is a massive hate group. They, they, they foment hate. They are hate mongerers. And violence, as we're going to point out in a moment, has resulted from their agenda, which is part of the reason they've been so badly discredited. But there's Heidi Byrick of the Southern Poverty Law Center 16 years ago. There's Mike Matt sitting in the audience watching this poor creature, trying to make her case. She's laying out, though, the same exact case that found its way, word for word now, into the Richmond, Virginia FBI field office memo just this week. Right down to the very same list of radical traditional Catholics, one of whom, by the way, is an old friend of mine, a guy named Tom Durlaski. I'm really not even sure if it's old Tom, I hope he's still alive. I'm not even sure he's still alive, but he certainly is not an influence in this movement anymore. He ran a website called... Christ or, Christ or chaos, and that's on that list, the FBI memo list. And people might say, what in the world is 
is that doing on the list? Well, it's on, it's on the list because the list is 16 years old, and at the time, Tom, Dr. Tom Droleski and Chrysler Chaos was sort of a thing. Southern Poverty Law Center went after them, too. And this has been the MO with the Southern Poverty Law Center all along. There's no new names on that list, is there? Yeah, that's a great point. So you'll notice on the list, that the, on the memo, there are no new names of traditional Catholics. People are saying, 16 years ago, there's nobody's, nobody else is on there. And that's why. Okay, and then there are several defunct organizations, and this has been their MO for, for a long time. I don't want to spend too much time on this, because we've got a couple of links that we'll put down below that detail our successful efforts to defend against the SPLC attacks to very, very left-wing organizations. WCCO-TV here in St. Paul, City Pages, that was a fun one. City Pages was in Minneapolis. It's a very, very leftist organization. They got a hold of the same report from, from Southern Poverty Law Center. Eight hate groups in Minnesota, right? So a guy that can't remember thinking of the reporter's name. His name was Corey something. You don't happen to remember his name. Corey, he's a nice guy, but we had nothing in common at all. He's a married gay guy. We didn't have a whole lot in common. He calls me up and he's like, yeah, you've been accused of, you know, being a hater. Uh, just wondering if you have a comment. I said, I got more than a comment. Why don't we go to lunch? And so we went to lunch. And Corey tells me that when he investigated the Southern Poverty Law Center's evidence, he found that out of the eight hate groups, supposedly in Minnesota, I was the only one that would talk to him. And there was some one other guy who lived in a trailer home somewhere in southwestern Minnesota, doesn't even have a website, who was supposedly the other hate group. See, this is the MO of these people. There aren't, there aren't any real bad guys. They just make them up. Or if they don't make them up, they're, they're, they're long since defunct, right? And so this guy, from, this reporter from, from City Pages, and again, you can read all about this. It was fascinating. He, he, he does a fair report. And he said, yeah, this, this is crazy. The, the, the remnant, Michael Matt, these guys aren't, this, they have nothing to do with hate, says the married homosexual guy who covered the story. And I told him, I told Corey, I said, listen, buddy, we don't agree on a lot of things. This is a witch hunt against Christ, against the Catholic Church. If you ever want to talk about religion, because I knew he, was, he had been baptized, he was born and raised Catholic. You ever want to talk about religion? Give me a call. Do you know the last thing that Corey from City Pages said to me? He called me up one night. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do here, but I just wanted to know if you were serious. Do you actually want to talk? Would you be willing to talk off the record about religion? See? So I would welcome an investigation by the FBI. Anytime. Call me up. Let's talk. Because this stuff is based on lies. And there still are decent men, I believe, in the FBI who would see right through this stuff. In a sense, they just did this week. When all of us pushed back and shouted and yelled, what are you doing counting on the SPLC for anything? They pulled back immediately the next day. Thanks mostly to the push, thanks to the pushback, but mostly thanks to this Kyle Serafin who blew the whistle. Yeah, so the, the FBI was very quick to retract the memo because the Richmond field office had obviously phoned in, <laughs> I'm sorry, a BS memo based on something cooked up by an organization that is so discredited now that they eventually had to fire <laughs> their own co-founder. The Southern Poverty Law Center has fired its co-founder, Morris Dees. The nonprofit civil rights organization declined to elaborate, saying only that Dees failed to live up to the center's standards and values. <laughs> fired the co-founder. And since then, by the way, everyone it seems has taken a crack at the ridiculous Southern Poverty Law Center. I enjoy this one by John Stossel.
The Southern Poverty Law Center, based in that building in Alabama, calls itself the premier group monitoring hate groups. But what donors don't know is that today the center smears people who don't deserve to be smeared. The center also calls the Family Research Council a hate group. Give me a break. The Southern Poverty Law Center now lists people like Ben Carson, Laura Ingram, and Jeannie Pirro as extremists. But it doesn't list Antifa, the hate group that beats up people on the right. The center's become a hate group itself. And then, friends, things got really serious <laughs> when a actual domestic terrorist went into the Family Research Council in Washington, D.C. and shot the place up. Now, how did you, this building, this organization, did you, did you, how did you find it? Or did you like look it up online, or how did you know what the uh, Southern Poverty Law lists uh, anti-gay groups, and I found them online. Okay. A little bit of research on their website, stuff like that. Okay. So that's the backstory. That's how reckless and dangerous it is to rely on the Southern Poverty Law Center, a hate group. That's the backstory of this FBI memo. And that's why they retracted the memo. Their guys in Richmond messed up. Going to need some more FBI guys, I guess. So they retracted, pulled back. That's good. That's good. I'm glad this happened. But let's not lose track of this. If you're following Jesus Christ, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to, we're going to encounter a lot of this now, you know, especially now that so many people in the world are waking up to what's going on here. Don't take my word for this. In John 15, our Lord himself says, if they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. That's what's to be expected. <laughs> Did you think he was joking? When I talk about martyrdom down here, I think I'm just being hyperbolic or dramatic. That's what we're facing. Of course it is. Because we're getting stronger. The revolution is getting weaker. And they're going to resort to violence eventually. Please God, maybe it can be avoided. But that's how, in history, that's how it goes. Now, the Vatican is trying to shut down the traditional Latin Mass as well, right? Because, because why? Because it really matters. Not just, not just to our souls, right? But it matters geopolitically. Because that Latin Mass, faith in Jesus Christ the King, is at the very heart of this, the, the, the devil's final battle that's going on right now. They have been trying to destroy that mass, to destroy the old faith, to destroy the Catholic Church for such a long time. And in our time, in our day, recently, they, they've come so close. You know, they can almost see the finish line out there. They were going to close the deal. And then you know what happened? You showed up. You showed up with all those kids of yours. You pulled that big van that you got right out in their path. Your homeschool co-op got in the way. The Latin mass, all those young priests. Don't you get it? <laughs> you are the future and they know it. They know we're not domestic terrorists. That's not a serious charge, you know that. It's just part of their plan to bear false witness against Christ by bearing false witness against the followers of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't always this way, friends. When I was a kid back in the 70s, you know what they did? They ignored us. They just pretended like we didn't exist, like we were mute. Our voices didn't matter. Our voices couldn't be heard. 
<laughs> and that can be very intimidating. Lots of people dropped out of the fight because they said it doesn't matter. Nobody cares what we say. They don't care what we do. Well, when you see the Vatican, the FBI, all these organizations rising up against us, obviously they care what we do. They care what's going on here. We have become, thanks be to God, we have become too big for them to ignore. It's a gift. Congratulations, traditional Catholics. You made it. You're part of a history-changing movement. Don't believe me? Ask the FBI. Because they're very worried about us. But at the end of the day, they've got nothing on us. There's no incitement. There's no fomenting of violence. We're not, we're not racist. We've not done anything. They've been watching us for years. The SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, has been tracking us for 16 years. Sending out their little intelligence reports to law enforcement, local and federal. I found this out 16 years ago, trying to dig up dirt on traditional Catholics. And they got nothing. You know, they even subscribed to this newspaper 17 years ago for a full year. You'll put this up on the screen, Walter. For a full, for full year, Heidi Byrick of the Southern Poverty Law Center subscribed to the remnant every two weeks. She's pouring over the remnant. She's just eager to find out. Hey, you know, there's got to be something in here, something in here that we can get these guys. And guess what? She got nothing. And so they had to come up, they had to trump up new charges, a new charge. You know what that charge is? It's right there in the FBI memo. Traditional Catholics reject Vatican II. <laughs> After all these years, friends, it's come down to this. The FBI as enforcer of the modernist revolution in the Catholic Church. The modernists failed so bad to take out the resistance, to take out us, that now they've, they've, en they've enlisted the FBI to help out, to try to criminalize 1,965 years of Catholic teaching, Catholic liturgy, Catholic history, Catholic dogma, right? <laughs> they want the FBI to take us down. Good luck with that. What do I think of Vatican II? Do we reject Vatican II? Vatican II, the Second Vatican Council, for those of you who care, and I can't imagine why you do, especially if you're not Catholic, but believe it or not, the, the FBI is worried about the 22nd Ecumenical Council of the Catholic Church. Now, this council was lawfully convened by Pope John XXIII, and it was closed in 1965 by Pope Paul VI, a little bit before I was born, okay? And what about you, Mr. Neo-Catholic guy? Running around social media, you got a Michael Matt, he, he rejects Vatican II. We got to hang him for that. <laughs> which dogmas, Mr. Neo-Catholic guy, which dogmas defined by the Vatican II, defined by the Second Vatican Council, are we all, all Catholics, obliged to accept under pain of mortal sin? Can, could you enlighten me on that? Well, no, no, better, better yet, can you name a single one? Can you, say, can you name one dogma? that came out of Vatican II, that Catholics are obliged and under pain of mortal sin to accept. Now, we all have to accept the creed, or we become heretics, become apostates, we cease to be members of the church, right? Every article of faith we must accept. So what is the article of faith 
in the Second Vatican Council that causes you to get so exercised at the thought that we might be rejecting it? Which one? You see, you can't name a single dogma, a single article of faith from Vatican II, can you? Because there aren't any! <laughs> and that's the big secret here, I guess, to you guys. Because when it comes to anything dogmatic, previously defined as such by the Catholic Church, it somehow found its way into Vatican II that's dogmatic and binding. We accept an assent to it all. You see? Probably we accept more of Vatican II than Pope Francis and Jimmy Martin combined, in fact. <laughs> because where in Vatican II, for example, does it say that all religions are salvific? <laughs> right? Where, where, where's that at? Where does Vatican II call for LGBTQRS rainbow masses? Where'd that come from? Vatican II? Where in Vatican II does it say we have to have communion in the hand? Altar girls. Mass facing the people. Where? Now, Pope Benedict XVI, he said that Vatican II was hijacked and that the real council hasn't even materialized yet. And we know that this council of the media was accessible to all. It was dominant, more efficient. This council created many calamities, so many problems, so much misery in reality. Seminaries closed, convents closed, the liturgy was banalized, and the true council has struggled to materialize. So which, uh, <clears throat> which Vatican II do we supposedly uh, reject then? The authentic one that hasn't fully materialized yet, or the council of the media that, according to Pope Benedict, uh, nearly wrecked the church? By the way, why does the FBI give a rat's lower spinal extremity one way or the other about any of this? Isn't this absurd? Doesn't it just seem really stupid to you? The Vatican, neo-Catholic water carriers, the Southern Poverty Law Center, Joe Biden's FBI, they're all out there insisting, you must accept Vatican II! You must! Why? And what does that even mean? Has Christopher Wray been pouring over the 16 documents of Vatican II? And making sure that everybody accepts them? <laughs> Is the FBI hanging out in Salt Lake City, Utah, demanding fidelity to the Book of Mormon? Are, are the FBI guys investigating Tom Cruise and John Travolta, making sure they've actually read Dianetics? <laughs> Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, L. Ron Hubbard? Is that going on? No? So what is going on? What is this, Sister Mary FBI? Now, class, repeat after me. I accept Vatican II. It's what we all must do. Nothing else is true but Vatican, Vatican II. What is going on here? Waiting for Rod Serling to come walk in here and say it's the Twilight Zone. The FBI demanding compliance with Vatican II. Now, what's my position on Vatican II? I think it's quite nuanced. 
My position is essentially to hell with Vatican II, to hell with the ecclesiastical Woodstock thing. It was over and done with long before I was born. I don't know what they're talking about anymore. Are they talking when they say Vatican II? Are they talking about the event, the documents, the, the music? We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. Is that what it is? You want to, they're talking about that? What are they talking about? In its memo, the FBI guys say, and I'm quoting, that apart from traditional Catholics rejecting LGBT's teachings of the Catholic Church, Vatican II itself, they say, was an event that helped the Church respond to global cultural changes with liturgical reforms and a change in attitude towards non-Christian religions. Ah, I see. A change in attitude towards non-Christian religions. So probably what we're talking about here is actually religious supremacism. Not white supremacism. Religious supremacism. That's the problem. The idea that Jesus Christ founded one true church, right? That's the concept that built Western civilization. They're dismantling Western civilization. So that concept also has become hate speech. Is that, is that it? Am I close? The very notion that there is one true church is rigor, rigorous and, and, and extremist, dangerous. The idea of objective truth itself probably suggests some sort of domestic terrorism now. So can we just cut to the chase? The reason the FBI, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Vatican, Pope Francis, the reason they're all insisting that we accept Vatican II it's because Vatican II now represents a watershed event. It represents a feeling. It represents a sea change, right? The point in time when the Catholic Church finally got over herself and surrendered to the modern world. That's what we're talking about in order to build a new world order, the Catholic Church had to get out of the way first and then get over herself completely. And that's what's happening. Vatican II was when the Catholic Pope literally uncrowned himself. Vatican II is when the Church abandoned her claim to be the one true Church founded by Jesus Christ, outside of which there is no salvation. Extra Ecclesia Nulla Salus. You can debate that all day long. The point is, that's a solemnly, infallibly defined dogma of the Church. And they stepped away from it, just like they stepped away from the kingship of Christ at Vatican II. Oh, they forgot to mention it. They didn't mention the social kingship of Jesus Christ at the Second Vatican Council. Vatican II is when all religions became basically the same. They're all going to the happy place. <laughs> Pope Francis, he's not, a, he's not an instigator of any of this. He's a consequence of Vatican II. He's the result of Vatican II. He's the embodiment of Vatican II with his, with his uh, Abu Dhabi statement and his old new, new world religion thing that he's setting up, right? Now they've uncrowned Christ the King. So now do you begin to understand why Joe Biden's FBI and Pope Francis's Vatican are trying to cancel traditional Catholicism. It's all about the social kingship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
And so you know what? You want some hope? Here it is. The most powerful organizations in the world today are terrified of a traditional Catholic restoration, a revival, because it could mean the resurrection of the mystical body of Christ in the world. The church could come back as she always has. That's what we represent. The Vatican right now, Pope Francis, so afraid of the Latin mass movement that they're embarrassing themselves trying to crush domestic terrorists like this. I'm going to just close on this, friends. I think you get the point. But I would say that if anyone out there, YouTube, wherever, if anyone is demanding that you prove your fidelity to Jesus Christ by burning incense to Vatican II, whatever that even means anymore, just walk away. <laughs> Don't defend yourself. Don't try to justify. Just walk away. Because these people are either on somebody's payroll or they're beyond hopelessly clueless as to what's really going on here. So there's no point in listening to what they got to say about other things because this is it. This is the main central point of what's happening right now. And again, as I said, unite the clans means unite with all those who are figuring this out. And they're all over the place. You don't have to go back to the old traditional Catholic circular firing, firing squad things. People, like, people are telling me, are you going to defend yourself? You were attacked again last night. <laughs> I pay no attention. I'm paying any attention to any of that. We have an opportunity before us right now, friends. You can see it. The freaking FBI is trying to stop us, as is the Vatican. We've got this massive opportunity. We need to get over ourselves and seize the opportunity to stand with people who are standing for the truth. And believe me, as we found out again this week, people standing for the truth are not hard to find anymore. But the FBI has decided if you're too sincere about Catholicism, you're a criminal. The document cites obvious lies from the fascist and dishonest Southern Poverty Law Center several times. This, it's hard to believe this is even real. This is one of those, what was your reaction when you saw this? Well, my reaction is predictable. I mean, I'm a Catholic, number one, and uh, I think it's appalling. Um, I'm friends with people who love the Latin mass. I, I grew up in a, a traditional school where I actually learned Latin in fifth and sixth grade and all the way through high school. And um, it doesn't seem reasonable but it is the state of the FBI at this point that they're so desperate to find white supremacists that they're gonna look at the Catholic Church. But I think if we're realistic about it, what they're doing is they have found a gateway in what they think is fringe Catholicism in order to, um, to move into Christians in general. Now, as I said last week, these people, these globalists, these progressives, <laughs> they're so evil, they're so intent on crushing everything to do, they're so obvious, they've jumped the shark so many times that they're actually making Christians out of us again. They're making people want to even go on TV and admit that they are practicing Catholics once again. Fox and Friends Weekend co-host Rachel Campos Duffy has a rosary or two in her purse. My mom did, I've got one <laughs> in my desk. Rachel, are they trying to cancel the rosary? <laughs> now, well, who knew that you and I were both right-wing extremists for having a rosary and... 
First of all, it shows a deep ignorance. You're a Catholic, Steve. I am. Um, this imagery of of the spiritual battle that we're in, as the the rosary and prayer as a weapon mm -hmm. in this spiritual battle, as sacramentals, whether they're holy water or, or whatnot against the devil, these are things we believe in, right. um, and we use that imagery because we believe we're fighting something very evil. She had a look on her face. She just looks so happy, right? Like she can finally stop with this weird gag order about the things that matter most in her life, like religion and God and the rosary, and just admit it. And she looks so happy, so liberated. It's because it makes you happy to admit the truth. It is liberating to admit, I am a Christian. I am a Catholic. I'm proud of it. So to close tonight's show, friends, everybody's kind of upset about this FBI thing. I would say, don't let it get you upset. Don't get down about this. See this as another sign from God that good things are happening. You can look at these guys and say, you know what, bad guys, investigate us. We got nothing to hide. I'm out here every week telling you just about everything. I'm burying my soul on this, 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 this YouTube channel. I'm writing a newspaper, publishing it every two weeks. It's got all my opinions. There's nothing to hide. Go ahead, investigate us. Because you're not gonna find anything, praise God, other than that we survived. We survived the most egregiously Christophobic, anti-God revolution in the history of the world. We came out the other side, believers, thanks be to God. We are followers of Jesus Christ. And we have kept the faith of our fathers. <laughs> and if that makes, if that's, if that's a crime in America in 2023, <laughs> well then, guilty as charged.